0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Steve Hirschfeld. Well, today's Tuesday, which makes it Travel Tuesday. And that's kind of a cool thing we're doing on our podcast these days, where we travel around the world and get to know members from different jurisdictions and understand better what it's like to do business there. So today we're traveling to the Midwestern part of the United States, to the state of Iowa, which is known to be one of the most important agricultural states in the U.S. And I'm pleased to welcome Fran Haas and Mitch Kuhner from Nymaster Good. How are you folks doing today?
1: Morning, Steve. Doing great here in Iowa.
2: Morning, Steve.
1: Now, you guys are in two different offices, I guess, right? Fran, where are you located? That's right. Our firm has three offices. I work out of the firm's Eastern Iowa office in Cedar Rapids. And Mitch works out of our firm's Des Moines office. We also have an office in Ames.
0: And what's the largest city in Iowa by population?
1: Des Moines. It's Iowa's largest city. And Mitch, maybe you can share a bit about how big Des Moines is relative to the rest of the state, at least population-wise.
2: Yeah, I would say Des Moines and its surrounding communities are probably around 400 to 500,000 people. Now, you know, what
0: we know about Iowa in part is not only ag, but you guys have this crazy caucus system to pick the president every four years. And. We're glued to the tube for a month while that happens. Beyond that, I'd like to ask you something more general. So let's say, for example, I'm a company in Europe, and I'm thinking of opening a plant in Des Moines. What do you think I ought to know about what it's like to do business in your state? Who wants to start?
1: I'll kick us off, Steve. So Iowa is overall a very business-friendly state. It's easy to organize a business. It's easy to begin doing business in Iowa. And Iowa is a right-to-work state, so it makes it relatively easy to hire and organize your your business.
0: You say right-to-work state, Fran, so that Mm -hmm. deals with units, I guess, right? Maybe you could explain that for folks outside the U.S. Why should they care if you're in a right-to-work state?
1: Sure. So in Iowa and and other right-to-work states, this is as as I understand it, Steve and and Mitch, you guys can jump into In Iowa... If you work in an organization that has a union presence, there's a union organized and you have employees who are working there. The employees cannot be forced to be made members of the union and cannot be forced to pay dues to the union, which has the effect of, in some instances, minimizing the power that a union has over the work environment and reduces the bargaining power that the union has. Mitch,
0: does that mean that you guys don't have a lot of unions in the state? It'd be good to know that, let's say I'm a car company from Europe and I'm thinking opening a plant somewhere in your state. How big is a union in your state and do I need to worry about
2: it? We have unions in the state. I would say a lot of the larger manufacturers in the state are unionized, but it's not a situation where I think that a lot of the workers in Iowa are pro-union, like it might be in some other states. But you know, the larger businesses do have unions and there's some that don't. But because we're right to work, it's probably not as predominant as it is in other states that are not.
0: Now, you guys know I'm in California, which is considered the People's Republic, right? We're very left wing, liberal, pro-employee. How would you compare that to a place like Iowa? Give us a sense for that from a business perspective.
2: I would say Iowa is... I mean, it's pro-business. I would echo what Fran was saying, and especially with the government. I know here in Des Moines, the city is very pro-business as far as giving tax breaks to businesses that want to come in. You know, They want to set their roots down here in Des Moines. So it is definitely a a pro-business state. But as far as political leanings, I would say, and, and Fran, you can jump in, we tend to sway. You'll see in some presidential elections will be red and some will be blue. And it just, it kind of depends on the the politics during that election year. We're not like California, where we always go blue. We kind of go back and forth, just depending on who the candidates are and and the issues that are up for election.
0: Do I have this right? Do I remember right that you guys have a unique connection to President Xi from China? He studied in Iowa. Was that the deal? He's a friend of your governor's deal with that. Yeah,
1: so he studied in Muscatine, Iowa as a foreign exchange student. And so he came back and visited Muscatine, which is on the eastern side of the state near the Mississippi River. So, yes, he has a fond connection to the state, which is great. And our former governor, Terry Branstad, was also the ambassador to China for a few years during the Trump administration. We usually think about
0: Iowa as being a big ag state, right? Is that primarily where the trade is with China or there other products and services that sort of go back and forth?
1: To my knowledge, Steve, and I am no expert when it comes to international trade with Iowa, but my understanding is that far and away the the biggest export to China from the United States is ag-related. A lot of soybean export goes toward China.
0: So Mitch, because we always think about Iowa in the agricultural area, does that mean there are not other significant industries there? Give us a sense for the workforce in Iowa, how educated it is and what kind of skills they've got. And also what sort of industries are focused on the state besides agriculture?
2: Sure. If you visit Des Moines, especially, you'd probably be surprised that we have a large insurance footprint. We have the headquarters for Aviva, Principal, Financial. We also have Nationwide has a large headquarters here, among many others. So we do have a big insurance footprint, financial footprint here in Des Moines that I think rivals the egg business that we have in the surrounding communities.
0: So, friend, we're all worried about COVID right now and the vaccination rate. Give us a sense for what's happening in Iowa and what are employers doing in terms of vaccinations and
1: such. Well, Steve, I need to start by bringing you up to speed on a development that occurred in Iowa. The governor signed a new law that relates to COVID and vaccines. And the new law provides that employers who mandate vaccines are required to accept one of two waivers. The waiver can either be based on the employee statement that they have a medical condition or that someone they live with has a medical condition that should exclude them from having to, to get the COVID vaccine. The other is it's intended to be like a religious exemption, but it's far broader than that. It allows an exemption for a, a personal belief that you don't think you should have to get the vaccine or that someone you live with shouldn't have to get the vaccine. And the law, is written, requires employers to simply accept these employee statements. So unlike the, the accommodation process that we've grown familiar with, you know, if you have a medical need to be exempted, you usually employers have the right to ask for some kind of doctor's note. That's not the case anymore. We're scratching our heads over what this means, especially in light of the federal government, which has you know, an executive order that requires federal contractors in the state to be vaccinated. And then the new OSHA emergency rule that dropped, that has a vaccine, a really strong emphasis on pushing for vaccines. There is a testing alternative there, but this is a pretty significant development in the state. And so we are going to see what happens. So I guess bringing everyone up to speed is if if you're doing work in Iowa and you want your workforce to be vaccinated, it's going to be under state law, very easy for employees to find a way out of that. I haven't seen anything else like it in any other state, Steve.
0: Mitch, are your clients pushing back? I mean, particularly, I know you guys represent a lot of companies that are multi-state, multinational. How are they going to deal with this when you got 50 different states with different rules on this and and you get the federal government? I mean, is it going to be litigated? I mean, what's going to happen with this in your state?
2: Yeah, I think that's the big question, right? I mean, my understanding was that it was kind of put together, cobbled together in a matter of hours. So I don't know that any real thought went into it. So I know we're going to see a challenge to it. Equal protection, who knows what it's going to be. Obviously, our employers or our clients are looking around, looking to us asking, you know, what do we do now? So I think we're going to get a lot of questions, especially after what dropped with OSHA.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to have to stay tuned to that. Well, look, before we wrap things up, any final comments about the state, things that we should know about?
1: It's a great state, Steve. Iowa is a great place to be. Really great, hardworking people live here. We have great college sports. We don't have any professional teams, so college sports are a, a big part of the culture, and that, that makes it fun. The other thing I'd add, it just touches on a question you raised earlier about you know, comparing Iowa to, to California, you know, relative to California, Iowa has far fewer regulations and rules that govern employment relationships. The only real thing that that I think surprises people who expect Iowa to be a business-friendly state is the, the new COVID legislation and Iowa's very Byzantine drug testing statute, which is tricky. That's my plug for Iowa. I guess a plug against the uh, drug testing statute. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Fran and, and Mitch, thank you so much. This is really cool. It's great to see you as always. If you want to get in touch with either Mitch or Fran, very simple, just go to ela.law and you will access our employment law handbook, which is our global compliance manual, which is free. You can also go to find a lawyer, drop down to Iowa and find the iMaster firm and get all the information on them. You can also access our on-demand library with all kinds of cool stuff in there. So we encourage you to do that. Thank you so much today, and we'll look forward to seeing all of you next Tuesday. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Steve Hirschfeld. Thanks for listening.